Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show, live and on demand right here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. We have a lot going on here today. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. We will talk about the race for RNC chair, the battle over the next speaker, and what those things mean, given the final results are now in for this election. I will talk about that here in a moment. Uh, You can also... Uh, Look forward to buy, sell, or hold beginning at the bottom of the hour as well. You can also look forward to more uh, shortages and supply chain issues, particularly when it comes to medication. We've been warning about this. I got a note from Tim who says, you know, you were not kidding about the antibiotic shortage. My three-year-old daughter was just prescribed amoxicillin for an ear infection. My local pharmacy was out of the prescribed dosage amount, had to modify the prescription in order to fill it. They told me there's a shortage while giving me the last two bottles they had of the suspension fluid in another dosage amount. As a person who gets frequent sinus infections i immediately ordered the uh, the kit from jace just in case it's not available for my next infection and if you've got maybe an allergy to penicillin like i do there's not a lot of us but it kind of sucks if you are one of those people because penicillin's kind of the at-large antibiotic they've got the substitute doxycycline is included in the jace case as well don't leave your family's medical emergencies in the hands of the Shycoms, who we literally handed over the uh, curating of about 80% of the world's antibiotics to, let alone the people who tried to say you couldn't have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin during a pandemic and you could die instead. Don't let them make decisions for you if you can avoid it. Contact our friends over at Jace Medical, J as in jump, as in jump at this now, J-A-S-E. J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com is where you want to go. They've got their own Jace kit that has a five-course kit of different antibiotics like amoxicillin, doxycycline, and others that can, ho- that can help your family with a whole host of infections and illnesses should we let's go brand in the medical supply as well. It takes just a few minutes. Medication is then dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. Make sure that you are prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com right now and enter my code DACE to get 10% off when you do. jacemedical.com, promo code DACE. And with that, I want to discuss these election results before we get to Aaron's montage. Because we have made history in this election cycle. Over a decade ago, I went to dinner with Newt Gingrich at a sports bar. He was trying to convince me to join up with his, at time at the time, dead-on-arrival presidential campaign. And we had a very broad intellectual conversation about the state of the country that day and where things were at. This was the summer of 2011. And he said to me the country he thought was more divided than it had been since the 1850s. And he feared that if we didn't soon return more power to the people, that if we didn't soon return more power to the states and local communities, we could see a repeat of the 1860s. Now that was, that dinner him and I had, which worked, I ended up getting on board, but that dinner that him and I had was 
over 11 years ago now. Go back and tell your 2011 self that they're going to let dudes rape your daughters in the girls' bathroom at the public school or the locker room. I remember having this conversation with Newt and I asked him, what's your greatest fear? What's your greatest fear about the inability to prevent another civil war kind of existential cataclysm in America? And he looked at me and he said, my greatest fear, Steve, is that even if we were to somehow be successful in returning power back to the people, in returning power back to the states and the local communities, that our people have been so dumbed down, they have been so worn down, they have been so indoctrinated that they wouldn't know how to govern themselves even if we gave them the power. They couldn't do it. Bing. And, and that kind of blew me away because I, for many years in, in this business, I, I lived with this beautiful lie that it was really just the people on the other side of the septic tank who had been undone by postmodernism, by the hive mind virus of moral relativism that had been properly deconstructed, that our, that our people could still critically think in mass. Here's what I found out. Our people still could critically think in mass. There's just not a lot of our people. That's what I found out the last few years. And I, I thought about that conversation with Newt this morning when I saw this stat, folks. For the first time in over 100 years since we started direct election of U.S. senators, not a single incumbent senator up for re-election lost not a single one not a single one there is more discontentment in the country they're they're having to come up with gallup is having to come up with new metrics to measure the level of discontentment in the country the dementia in chief still has an approval rating in the 30s We have record numbers of people that think the American dream is over. Record numbers of people who think the country is not on the right track. Record numbers of people saying they are living paycheck to paycheck. Worried about the future. Worried about... Now we've got a record number of Americans today announcing they anticipate a collapse of the housing market next year. And yet, despite all of that discontentment, every member of the House of Lords that was up for re-election was returned. Every one. Every last one. Sure, some of it is People like a lot of you that are watching or listening right now. 
realize the Republican Party hates you. There's no point. If your vote even does count, it won't count after they get into office. I get that. I, there's, a, there's a large and growing segment of you within my audience. I hear from you constantly. I get it. And I'm feeling you. Okay. Um, but that's not America writ large. You've critically, you've critically thought yourself into that depression, <laughs> all right? You've, you've, you have, you have many, many tequila parsoned. You have weighed and measured the system and found it wanting. Most people aren't like that. Most people don't have time to think like that. They're reactionaries. And what this election cycle now has proven with the Georgia runoff and the final race called in the House... And most Americans are essentially a child with a loaded diaper, crying and wailing. And then ultimately, no one's coming to change me. So I just roll over and revel in it. Now that child has an excuse. It can't change its own diaper. What's ours? It hasn't realized full motor function. What's our excuse? Many of our countrymen have essentially said, even if it's not a divinely sent Romans 1 judgment, we will effectively impose one on ourselves by our own behavior anyway. We've given up. Sure, some of it is that the Republican Party's brand is tarnished henceforth. It's, it's an irredeemable brand. The best you can say about the Republican Party at this point is you can use it maybe to find some way to get elected. And pressure it every now and then. You know, now, now they want to repeal the vax mandate for the soldiers, and that's great. I appreciate it. But here's what you're also learning. They could have done this last year with the NDAA, too. Yep. They, could have done it, they could have done it a year ago. And we're repealing it, but have we restored everybody to their former stations? Have, have those that have lost pay been given all the back pay they're owed? Have they been fully made whole and restored? No. But rest assured, if you've took more than 600 bucks from a Venmo, the IRS is watching you. The police were prophetic when they, when they sang back in the day, there are no political solutions. At this point... You take part in the polit political process as a rear guard action at best. And on a personal note, I hope you love the movie. I hope it is well received when you get to see it next year. Maybe you won't. Maybe, we're over maybe we've overrated our accomplishment. Maybe it's not as good as we think it is. Nevertheless, I'm glad that my company went all in to finance it. And then even spent money we don't have. We financed the rest of it. Because we, we deduced that the last place left for true persuasion in mass left in America was storytelling. When our Lord came, he told stories. We called them parables. The Lord gave us the greatest story ever told. His word. He then gave us our own stories, our testimonies. That's the last place left for persuasion. There, there is no silent majority. Get out of a 1980s, 90s, 2000s boomer mindset. That era is dead and over. 
There's just, there is no silent majority. We are not a silent majority. We are a people, though, about to be silenced. Ask Kirk Cameron, who's had 50 libraries tell him that he can't give a reading for a faith-based book, but drag queens can come in there with their hairy balls and drop them and teabag them on your kids. We have to be more than a political industry. We need to be a true counterculture. We are the hippies now. We are the hippies now. We are the beatniks now. We are the radicals, the revolutionaries now. We are not the normies anymore. We must learn this lesson. If we don't, we are doomed to failure. Hell, we might already be anyway. But one way I know we will fail is if we don't. We have to be more missional, less political. We need to be a counterculture now. The old ways. I sit around. I listen to Rush all day. God rest his soul. I watch Fox all day get my marching orders, go vote GOP, and the silent majority rides in to save America in November again are gone now. We must accept this. To not accept it is to sign our death warrant as a people. That doesn't mean there's no way to win. It does mean there's no way to win like this. We generationally must accept this. We have to get back into the storytelling business. You need to get back into sharing your story with your neighbors, your kids. One of the leaders at our church sent me a note yesterday. They're thinking of expanding and changing the way they're going to engage the youth ministry on, on sexual ethics. Said, hey, curious on what your take is. Here was my response. One word, honesty. Be honest with them. Sex's primary mission is procreation, but there are parts of the human body that serve no function other than pleasure. Don't lie to them. Be honest about your own struggles and temptations in these areas, your own failings in these areas, without being graphic. Empathize with them. Know that you understand what they are about to go through and already are. You've been through pond far before. Honesty. Share your story. I saw an interview yesterday that Benjamin Netanyahu did where he said that the story of Israel is that it, it, it's sort of a, a microcosm for humanity. This civilization that withstands all of these historical odds and carries on. And maybe that can give every human being Encouragement. That's not the story of Israel. The story of Israel is a faithful God who does those things. Israel isn't special, so it was chosen. It's because it was chosen. It was special. Likewise, that lesson must be learned by us. We are not exceptional because we are Americans. Rather, it's what makes us Americans 
that makes us exceptional. Without those things, we're just another sinful people. And there's plenty of founding fathers rotting in hell as we speak anyway. Plenty of great American historical figures who never repented of their sins and are paying for them for all of eternity anyway. We're not special. And it's when we realize that, that we're exceptional. It is time to accept the truth. It is screaming at us. It is obvious. It is everywhere. Will we finally now, now, listen. This is no longer about them. This is no longer about the spirit of the age or statism or the government or the corrupt media or cultural Marxism. This is now about us. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest sends out enough workers for his fields. We've asked a lot of our politicians, the Republicans who disappoint us, do you know what time it is? It is now time to ask ourselves that exact same question. And here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by another day, another GOP loss. Raphael Warnock defeated Herschel Walker in yesterday's Georgia Senate runoff. Democrats now have a 51 to 49 lead in the Senate. Chuck Schumer, your thoughts. But both in micro, what happened in Georgia, despite the efforts of Republican legislature to make it harder to vote, our people voted. People voted. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy now officially has a Republican challenger for his Speaker of the House bid. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs, just FYI, Andy Biggs has a 100% A Liberty score from Conservative Review compared to McCarthy's F grade. Lawyer Harmeet Dillon, who is no establishment goon, announced her intention to run for RNC chair. She says the party isn't keeping up with the pace of change within its base and with elections. According to the House Judiciary GOP branch, the jab mandate for members of the military has been removed from the upcoming National Defense Authorization Act, so that's a good thing. Yesterday, there was some sort of contrived medal ceremony at the U.S. Capitol to commemorate some of the police officers involved in January 6th. The whole thing was a sham to continue bolstering the narrative of surrounding those events, of course. Anyway, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy showed up for no other reason than to virtue signal. Then this happened. For those of you listening yet again, this is something you just have to watch. Volodymyr Zelensky and something called the Spirit of Ukraine are Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Actor Kirk Cameron has a new children's book out. According to his publisher, he's reached out to nearly 50 libraries across the country to arrange a story hour to read his book in person. He's been denied at every single location. Some locations are known to have hosted drag queen story hours. Duke University is refusing to perform a kidney transplant on a dying 14-year-old Ukrainian orphan taken in by a Christian family. 
Duke will not perform the transplant unless the girl gets the COVID jab. Pfizer is now countersuing Moderna. Moderna originally sued Pfizer back in August over patent infringement. Pfizer is now hitting back, saying Moderna is trying to claim credit for others' work. And finally, this from the Babylon Bee. Elmo dies of myocarditis after receiving COVID vaccine. And that's what happened while we were away. Speaking of the need to build a counterculture, Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Public SQ for Public Square. Whether you want to support the restaurant that only buys farm to table locally, the coffee shop that stood up against the COVID mandates or the bank that promises never to cancel you despite your beliefs. Public SQ, the app is your guide to helping to build the alternative economy to woke corporatism or what we used to call fascism. All right. It's an interactive sensor-free community group where you can connect with local members across the country. Uh, simply create an account, begin your search. It's available right now, at least for now. Uh, you can download the app today in the Google play and the Apple app store as well. Uh, if you are a business, you can list it for free so that your local community can support you as well. Here's what you need to do. Go download the app today in your app store. Public SQ for Public Square. Public SQ, or you can go to public square or publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. You can just do it right there as well. Publicsq.com. Let us get to the montage, and I'm going to turn it over to you guys here fairly quickly because I've, I've had a lot to say um, already. I just want to add the, the video of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy holding out their hands, begging for acknowledgement, and then getting passed over like the scrubs and rejects they are, is a killer metaphor for the Republican Party as a whole. Virently despite despising your own base, hating your own voters, while simultaneously, pathetically, and desperately clinging for affirmation and acknowledgement from your enemies, none of which is forthcoming. There is no amount, no amount of betrayal you could do of this country or your base that will make them like you. None. And yet you persist with the unreturned virtue signal anyway. That video encapsulates the Republican Party. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Your analysis of the red wave. I, I want to talk about that briefly to, so I can second you on everything you said about abandoning the political process as we've known it. No one has bucked the political process as we've known it more in the last 15 years than you. It, it, tell me who it is. There's others who have done it. Uh, but Let's quantify that because that's a pretty large statement. Are you talking about things like going after the judges? Just the unwillingness to, to, to bow down to GOP establishment figures in the caucuses. Dis dispensing with idolatry 
red herrings um recruiting candidates to run in primary just just the, all the things that tell all the the usual suspects tell you the things that can't be done you saying that's that's nonsense you telling people that the things that have to be done the way they have to are going to get us to this very place you've been doing that speaking truth to the power within the gop on for a very long time uh, I put you in the category of, um, oh, good. he's, um, war. Um, he's now deceased. Talking uh, about Andrew Breitbart? Yeah, Breitbart. Well, that's high oh, praise, is, but thank you. But he, the, point, the point being, though, even bucking all these things, here with the red wave, you relying on your analysis, uh, your ability... Which I'll to, never do again, by the way. What's that? Oh, which well, I'll never do again. Well, this is my point. Yeah. Read the trends, tell you what you see happening, not what you necessarily prefer we we would have preferred something resembling a red wave but more to the point you if the opposite was going to happen you'd say the same thing you're not trying to sean hannity this you've but not only was there not a red wave what you just said about the senators the impossible you said that just a month ago steve you said mm -hmm. that was impossible no one deserved the benefit of the doubt on that kind of analysis more than you and it still didn't happen which my point being makes your analysis just now all the stronger you have been painfully honest about the flaws in this gop yet you still saw that coming because you were reading the lay of the land as you've seen it for the last 20 years there's just kind of this stupid back and forth that happens it's not necessarily principled but it's it's childish. Okay, I voted you and you kind of sucked, even though I kind of sucked too, so I'm going to go with this guy that maybe sucks less. It's, it was, and you thought that was still the default. I thought that was still the default. And no, we are the child in the diaper. I just, I, I, want, I, I want you to know that what you just heard from Steve Dace is probably the, the truest thing he's ever said. And it comes on the heels of getting that thing wrong because getting that thing wrong was man's law he was just saying this is what man do this is what men do now he's just pointing you to nothing but the god thing nothing but the god thing and that's why that point about israel is so accurate israel doesn't even know who it is anymore the prime and, minister of israel it's the resourcefulness of the yes, people yes. yes how resourceful were they when they were the first one to line up into the human jab experiment how much faith did they have? Where were their resources then? Trust in God. And, and space bar, space bar, space bar a very long time until you ever get to like, but what about 2024? Don't. Don't. Get right with God. I can't stress enough how if your first uh, ask me anything coming up is, oh yeah, but what about 2024? You didn't listen. You didn't listen. The most important word Steve Dace has ever said on his show, he just said within this half hour. It's funny you went where you went with the monologue there, Steve, because I looked up the quotes, tried to get some context just to make sure I was not taking it out of context of Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence. All experience hath shown that mankind is more disposed to mm. suffer while evil is sufferable mm -hmm. than to abolish the forms of government to which they are accustomed. 
that was what was in my mind this morning, kind of reading the aftermath of this and the GOP RNC kind of in shambles, maybe, I guess, whatever. That's what's in my mind. I think it fits perfectly with what you were saying. And it goes along with my gut reaction to the story about the jab mandates being dropped from the NDAA. My first reaction was, yes, good, 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 good. Then I got to thinking. The bar we have for celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. I know. Is don't poison we're our not soldiers. going to poison the very people <laughs> who voluntarily signed up to risk their lives for this godforsaken now country. We're going to tell them, yeah, you don't have to poison yourself now. Golly gee, thanks, mister. That's the lowest bar we have for this stupid party. And it's because too many of us and too many of our countrymen are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to do a rip about it goes back i can't remember who said it in the aftermath and maybe it was it was probably todd in the aftermath of the red wave tsunami that was not we're still we're we have not suffered enough we have not suffered enough buckle up yes well we've had a lot to say already here in the opening 30 minutes of the show we're going to turn it over to you now when we come back we will play buy seller hold next stay tuned Of a glass of wine over holiday season, or you like Todd, you like a glass of wine pretty much anytime, right? Um, wish you could find high quality, delicious wines at an affordable price. Well, we've got great news for you because for over 200 years, a few families deep in the Andes Mountains have been running their own small independent vineyards, creating some of the best dark red wine you have ever tasted. And now you can get it imported here into the U.S. from our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. Up until now, you'd have to travel thousands of miles just to get your hands on a single bottle, but not anymore. Uh, get special access to these extreme altitude wines from Bonner Private Wines. If you order today, you'll not only get a huge discount and complimentary shipping, Free shipping is a big deal when we're talking about imported wines. You'll also get a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive seller. So that's four bottles for the price of three and free shipping. Four bottles for the price of three and free shipping. If you act today, just visit BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. That's Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Let's get to one of our more popular and fun segments each and every week. Buy, sell, or hold. Aaron will present to us, courtesy of many of you in the audience, a series of lists, propositions, prophecies, predictions. Todd, you and I are going to decide. Are we buying or selling that? If you try a hold, actually don't. If you try to hold, you have punked out and... Just you ought to be ashamed. 
I almost violated my my Lindsey Graham is off limits pledge for now. I had to pause and stop myself. I had to self edit there. Just don't just don't hold. Fair. Just don't. That urge just kind of snuck up behind you, didn't it? I see what you did there. Let's let's continue. We shall begin with Brian Johnson. Has this take? TCU has no business being in the playoffs. They barely squeaked by Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Baylor. Lose to K-State and will soon be decapitated by Michigan record aside. They're not in the same class as the other three teams. Well, you've you've made two separate arguments here. The the question is who's the best team and then then who's the most deserving team, right? So who would you put as as a better team than them? You would pick teams they haven't played who have worse resumes who you might have more NFL draft picks, might have higher-rated recruits, but didn't have as good of seasons, right? So, like, say, Alabama. Alabama's one quality win was on the road against Texas in a game that essentially was handed to them by a questionable officiating call. I remember that. And TCU, I think, is actually number one in strength of record, I want to say, or pretty close to it. Um, yeah, they don't they don't have a, you know, well, kind of ironically, they do have an elite win now they lost to Kansas State. <laughs> the, the way I, I kind of wonder if losing to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game and the way that it went down and went in overtime and everything actually might have helped TCU. Yeah. Because they had a lot of wins against teams that are bowl teams or top 25 teams, but they didn't have the wins that um, against the top teams that say Georgia and Michigan had. Uh, or even another top 10 team like a Penn State, uh, like a Ohio State has over Penn State. But by losing to Kansas State, Kansas State is now firmly ensconced in the top 10. They can say, yeah, we've got a top 10 win because they beat them earlier this year. So I think absolutely TCU deserves to be in. I don't even think that's a debatable point. Otherwise, why are we playing games? What, what What's the point of playing seasons? The key phrase is... Record aside, yeah. Well, does exactly. a record ma- records matter or not? <laughs> I mean, it, it's the old Bill Parcells line: "You are what your record says you are." And I'll just say this, man: as a as a Michigan slap, they absolutely have a chance to win that game in a few weeks. Because the one thing that the, their entire offense is predicated on is the one thing that Michigan has shown. Well, Michigan has really shown a weakness, but has shown a willingness to permit. And that is arm punts, you know, just throw it up down the field and see if your guy goes up and gets it. They got a Calvin Johnson level receiver on that team right now in terms of a draft pick. A guy who might be the number two, number three pick in the NFL draft, Quentin Johnson. He's been hurt for the last month with a high ankle sprain, I think it is. He's going to get three weeks here to heal. He should be good to go. Yeah, they could win. I mean, I, I wouldn't say they have a great shot. I'd say it's maybe 30% shot, but that's about the odds I would have given Michigan to go into Columbus and win, and we won there by 21 po- 22 points. So I just, you know, I, I completely disagree. We, we had a three-month season. We played the games. No one has a better resume than them. They absolutely belong in. I absolutely Agree, not because it's my preference, but it is uh, the preference of most people. And those most people are just setting aside their normal preference because they hate Alabama or something like that. Listen, I'm the anti-vaxxer of all this sports stuff. I think, you know, instant replay. I think we're ruining everything. Uh, But based on everybody's standard who is ruining everything, absolutely, there's better teams. This is show business. 
This is show business. Name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, conference realignment, all of the things that everybody wants, the standards they have set for this means that yeah, plucky little uh, TCU should not be in there. It is, it's, it's fun to, to rip on people to say that it's like Alabama, wanting Alabama to be in there or some other team. Clay Travis is talking about Tennessee. What? Yeah. There's a hundred teams based on the standards we've set for what's important in modern day college football. So I'm just playing, Hey, hit the game, not the player. I don't, I, no one, no one should be complaining, uh, about, uh, people who think TCU shouldn't be in there because that's the standard that most people applaud on a regular basis for what's happening to college football. It's a it's a damn miracle that TCU got in based on the things we say are important all the time in football. By the way, we're in the ninth year of the college football playoff. The first team from the state of Texas to make it isn't Texas. It's TCU. It isn't Texas A&M. It's TCU. So That's crazy. There you go. Crazy. Joe Himes says, if 10 to 25% of the voters that identify as both Christian and Republican or independent would make a habit of reading one chapter of the Bible a day and five to 10 pages of a quality book a day, it would light more internal fires. Discipline equals freedom. We need more discipline. I mean, I think you could have just stopped at reading a, a scripture a day. I think you could have just stopped at that. But yeah, you want to add in some of the great stories of Western tradition. I completely agree. I, I, I know this. I don't know how much it would accomplish the reignition you're, you're going for. I know it wouldn't make anything worse than it already is. I know that. So we could debate how much better it would make things, but it certainly wouldn't make them any worse. Yeah, bye. bye. Sam Hillier is next. Trump's run for GOP nomination will be over by the end of Super Tuesday. Let's make this a two-parter, okay? Okay. So buy, sell, or hold, his run is over by Super Tuesday. I, I, I think this is possible, but it's too early to say this yet. So I will sell, but ask me this question again in six months. Because the way that this is trending, I, I do think that this is possible, actually. I will sell just because on, at least for today, on 2024 political prognostic. And I respect this angle too, yes. I'm going to say the opposite of whatever prediction because <laughs> it doesn't, it shouldn't be the focus of our energy. It just shouldn't. Um, the second part of this we've already commented on, independent run for, for Donald Trump. Any changes to your thinking? No, I, no, this I will sell on. And the reason why is he had to fund it. He'd have to fund it himself. I think a lot of you think he put a lot of his money into his races and he didn't. He put a lot of money into races, but not as much as you think. And I mean, he's, he's been taking legal pay assistance from the RNC. He can't now that he's a can't announced candidate, but the idea of just completely funding that himself, ballot access, he's going to fund that all out of his pocket? I, I don't believe that for a nanosecond. No. Agree. Next up, Caleb Hammer. By 2024, life insurance companies will have opened major lawsuits versus the government and or big pharma, uh, pharma over excess deaths. I'm going to buy on this because I think there are two things occurring that have that are prying open the Overton window here. Uh, one is what we talked about in our overtime yesterday, 
with Ron DeSantis indicating over the weekend uh, at the governor's mansion to the executive committee of the Florida Republican Party that they are contemplating going after Moderna and Pfizer for false claims of efficacy and false um, uh, estimates and admissions about the true dangers of the jab. That would, I mean, that would take a crowbar to the Overton window. Ron, Ron DeSantis right now, if you look at overall likables, Ron DeSantis right now is the most liked person, national office, nationally recognized office holder in America right now. He has the highest favorables of any nationally recognized office holder right now. When you combine name ID with favorables for him to do that would take a crowbar to the Overton window. The other issue is you've got Pfizer and Moderna are suing each other. They're suing each other. Mordor and Isengard are suing each other. Here's why that matters. It gets a little easier. I'm not saying there's a lot, okay? I'm not, don't, don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying there's a lot. But let's just say I, I know that this is what I'm about to say is true. There are more people that agree with what Rand Paul and Thomas Massey and Chip Roy and especially Ron Johnson have been saying about these jabs for the last year with ours after the name holding offices than you think. Not a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a critical mass or something like that. Otherwise, they'd have done something by now. Okay. But there's, there's, there's a few more than you might think. They just don't want to look like anti-vaxxers. They, they're, they just don't think it's a winning issue, etc. If, if we see all-out war between Pfizer and Moderna, and again, they're suing each other now as of yesterday. They're suing each other. Now, that, now it's not a united front here in the big pharma industry. It's a little similar to when we had, a, when we had division in the pro-life movement between people who are like, um, let's regulate abortion and if you, you know, don't wear white after Labor Day and, and walk and chew gum at the same time and stand on your head on a Thursday between 2 and 4 a.m. you can kill your baby. And the other people who are like, we need to define what life is, right? How many of those shows did I do in the previous decade? Okay. Mm-hmm. We did not gain a lot of ground while we were fighting amongst each other. Once, however, it became clear that we had a singular voice, and we still didn't go as far as people like me wanted with personhood and abolition, but we at least were now making the argument, like with things like heartbeat bills, what signifies human life? When we all pretty much got on the same page of what signified human life, and that became our message. Is that, does that mean so somebody is alive or not? Look at the amount of progress we made in about a half a decade. We made f- about 50 years of progress in about a half a decade. On the other hand, it took us decades to get to that point when we were divided on approach. Pfizer and Moderna are now suing each other. They're not one big pharma monolith now pressuring and paying off your politicians. They are showing weakness both individually and against one another. So I could absolutely see another three or four senators, another 20 or 40 members of Congress. I could see, I, I could see three or four other governors because they smell weakness. It's politically safer now to ask these questions and challenge these things. And 
and put the proposition back up there, Aaron, if you could. Um, and that's why I think you could see what Caleb there is suggesting. Once those skids are greased, once that has been pried open a little bit, then I could see some life insurance companies who have been stuck with the tab here saying, it's the bully effect you've heard me talk about, Todd. Once someone sees someone punch the bully in the mouth, everybody else is like, yeah, I'm going to get my shot in now too. And so because of those other events, I could see this occurring in t- by 2024. Well, other events may shake things up, but I'm selling this at face value. Who works for life insurance companies? The same people that work everywhere else the same they're led by the same people who work everywhere else the spirit of the age is not going to have these people suddenly you're you're using comments the rubber band effect sooner or later common sense has to kick in common sense would say they're going to look at the bottom line they're just about the bottom line and of course no they're not they're they're not that's the level of deception uh, that is going. The, the the lay of the land is going to have to change for other reasons. They're going to seek government relief. We all know that. They're going to seek government relief before they do this. I, we got to get used to the fact that everybody who works there has been jabbed multiple times. And they, uh, a lot, most of the people who work there were probably like, yeah, lock the unvaccinated up. You got... It's a cult. Next, we go to Sean Griffiths. Steve would rather have Michigan face Georgia in the championship game because the possibility of losing to Ohio State in the title game would be too painful. Uh, So, I mean, we haven't had a Big Ten team win a playoff game other than Ohio State. I mean, we've never been 13-0 before. Um, Getting to the title game is an incredible accomplishment. There's 131 teams play this sport. To be one of the final two teams left? Now, I just wouldn't really be disappointed losing the game at all. Getting there is an incredible accomplishment, so I would sell. Mm, I think that's probably true. You're buying? Yeah. You're buying what Sean said? I'm by what you said. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, Wesley D's Twitter talk show and clown emporium says the theme song for the Democrat Party should be Hell's Bells by ACDC. Uh, though the entire song sounds like their overall platform, the line, if you're into evil, you're a friend of mine, is the recruiting slogan. Okay. What about Ava Satani? Ava Satani? The score from The Omen? Yeah. I was actually thinking of another song on that album, Have a Drink on Me. Just do what thou wilt. That is the whole of the law. That's kind of the democratic platform as well. By the way, this, that line in Hell's Bells notwithstanding, the, the actual song was about a hurricane. They were recording black, uh, back in black like on some Caribbean island or something. And there was a massive hurricane. They all thought they were going to die. That's why it starts with the line, I'm rolling thunder, pouring rain. I'm coming on like a hurricane. That's why it starts out that way. But, yeah, I get, I get it with that line in there. I, I'm, I'm fine with that analogy. Sure. Me too. I love the uh, Babylon B headline from years ago, uh, Highway to Hell, more theologically correct than 95% of contemporary Christian <laughs> worship songs. Yes, 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 yes. 
We'll come back hour two and more buy, sell, or hold and the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. We'll come back with this as well. Stay tuned. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can also follow me at Steve Dace Show over on Twitter, Getter. Instagram and TikTok. Find me on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there. And remember the last name is spelled D E A C E if you're listening to the podcast and you don't have my name logo plastered in your face the entire program like the viewers do. Speaking of podcast listeners, if you are one of them, please, if you've yet to do so, leave us a five star review. Hit subscribe or follow on the podcast platform of your choice. And we thank each and every one of you that have done these things for us already. You have made an invaluable contribution to the program. Thank you so very much. Also making an invaluable contribution to the program and maybe to your listening habits. Our friends over at Raycons, wireless earbuds, headphones, speakers that offer premium sound, useful features, uh, comfortable fit, up to 54 hours of battery life. And I'm telling you, I've tried several brands of earbuds and none of them do the noise cancel out as good as they do at Raycon. R-A-Y-C-O-N. That's R-A-Y-C-O-N. If you want to take advantage right now, uh, and if you're looking for, a, you know, the perfect, like, stocking stuffer gift, this would be it. Buyraycon.com slash Steve is where you can go right now. Buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N. Buyraycon.com slash Steve. Get 15% off site-wide with code HOLIDAY. That's code HOLIDAY and free shipping that's code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash Steve, as well as free shipping, code HOLIDAY, buyraycon.com slash Steve. Some of you ask, why do I repeat the code and the website a million times? Because almost every day after I do that, one of you will email me and ask me, what was that website at the promo code anyway? All right. I, it, you guys are driving. You're working out, right? You're very seldom anymore do you listen to this during a stationary period of time. You're with the kids. You're busy. And so that's why I do that, to you know, try to make it as memorable as I possibly can. Bottom of the hour, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Can't be Christmas time without some woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. But before we get there, let's continue on with buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. OG Thor is next, who says Colorado will be a serious national championship contender during Deion Sanders' coaching tenure. Todd, your thoughts? Bye. Sure, why not? And look at all the people that instantly were... Uh, I mean, how he, how he handled that... Was again, and it, it, players are in worse shape now than they ever have been. We sensibly did this because, hey, the players, they're just slaves. He, like he went in there and said, "You're all dead to me, Colorado." Yeah. So yeah, and I'll I had a bunch of people and saw that as, "Hey, cool, sign me up, prime." Work. So why why not? This is the way things are going. Do, you watch football for whatever you. I still watch it, but like. 
this has nothing to do with original college football and the reason you f fell in love with it almost at all it's got it's got the same shiny colors and all that um but sure why not i will sell because i think the first time he goes like nine and three or ten and two he's out of there yep i'll uh, uh mel tucker this is this is a audition. This is this is there's he he had a, like a virtual academy or some academy I think he was some prep academy that there were some questions about or something. He was having a hard time passing the full extent of a background from my from what I've read the full the full extent of background checks that some of the more major football powers were doing like Auburn has looked looked at him for example, um, and and so it's just the the reason he's at Colorado is because he couldn't get those top twenty five or thirty jobs to hire him, so this is a means to an end. I mean, he wasn't just speaking to the Colorado players when he showed up there; he was speaking to the administration. Uh, he will either get fired in three years or will leave voluntarily to the next job. All right, moving on. We go to Jimmy Fannin Jr., February of 2023. President Biden resigns for personal family reasons, and the Harris or Aunt Harris becomes the president with the intention to run in 2024 and 2028. The first female African American president. Trumpets will blow loud. So this is what I thought would be the tr the the chain of events after, if we we still had normal political cycles, would have been a dramatically different midterm election as you were just talking about last hour, Todd. I will tell you, I don't know what's going to happen with all this now. I don't have a clue. I don't. I mean, I, I, I could see the nefarious forces that are running, that are actually running the country just saying, just keep him out there, man. We'll keep doing our thing. Keep him out there. They might be, again, I'm quoting them. They might be dumb enough to nominate Trump again. We just, we've already beat him with the same guy. We just steal it from him again. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think you are... In all things, all of us need to realize we are living in unprecedented times. Bang. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's entirely possible now that he is on the ballot again. But then let's say, let's say Ron DeSantis annihilates competition and, and basically sweeps the early states and has the nomination wrapped up by Super Tuesday, then I could see something like this. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you're, you're dealing with an amorphous, nexus, demonic energy. Malleable. It, it's, well, I, I'm repeating myself with the terms amorphous and malleable. That's a redundancy. But this thing is incredibly portable and can adjust and gaslight on a dime. So I, I, I'm going to sell because I think your timeline smacks of conventional wisdom. And I, I think that this election cycle has proven once and for all that conventional wisdom in America is dead. Uh, sell. The system believes more than ever before that it can uh, will Joe Biden or the potted plant or... Hannibal Lecter to whatever when it wants to, even if it's against Ron DeSantis. I mean, they're gonna he's gonna be around for a while. I mean, I frankly, I'd be more inclined to think if I'm Kamala Harris, maybe I'm watching my back after this last election. Like they they might think, hey, we got some political capital here to put somebody else in there with a lot of the same 
identity profile, but you know, isn't a nitwit can actually form a, a cogent cognitive, you know, sentence. Right. Yeah. And Joe just, Joe just find his stride. I mean, he's just walking down in Arizona by the border. Are you going to talk about the border? I don't care about the border. I got more important things to do. He's a, he's just riffing right now. This is the Joe they want. Alex Kochman is next. While Steve is on his Lindsey Graham fast, the name of the segment should become buy, sell, or green bean casserole. Oh, I'll buy that. I love it. Good. I love it. If you hold, you have to eat that monstrosity. You'll be eating, by the way, when when you're in the camps, awaiting the red wave to save you, it is green bean casserole you will be fed. You good with that, Todd? Well, I'm not good with what Steve just said, but regarding the premise of the question. The crumbles on top will be uh, the bugs, though. Yes. Restore America says... Crispy now, bugs. This one crispy is... Crispy bugs. Crispy, crispy bugs. Yeah, crispy yes. bugs. Yes. This one is interesting, and this may seem out there, but that's why I took it. Restore America says the NFL is boring and low scoring this season because most of these guys are vaxxed. The shot has had a debilitating effect on the players. Well, it, yes, it has had a debilitating effect on... The Why players where they on their set, but I'm. I'm Why still hasn't selling. it had a debilitating impact on the defenses, though? That's what. Yeah, I Yeah, that that was what I was about to yeah. say, but I was going to let you finish your point first because I was curious what you were going to say. I mean, I'm, I'm selling. It doesn't go, for, and I don't think I don't even think the NFL. I mean, the NFL is not more or less boring to me than it was last year. I don't know. It's just the NFL. I think that it it's just a pendulum swing. All the rules. Um, and a lot of the major coaching decisions that have been made in the last decade were to benefit the offense because the second biggest sports industry in America next to the NFL is fantasy football and the NFL realizes this. All right. Uh, and it was just bound to happen when all the coaches are essentially Sean McVay or that kind of clone or they're all running the same offense. They all have the same ideas. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady weren't going to be young forever. It was just bound into it was at sooner or later, the pendulum would swing the other way and smart defensive coaches would be like, well, I mean, if every coach is going to be a 38 year old, uh, you know, GQ model with the same offense every single week. And this, I mean, I'm, I, eventually I'm going to catch up to that. You know, and so I think that's what's gone on more than anything else. I just think it's a pendulum swing. And I also think the last couple of quarterback classes have been disappointing. Trevor Lawrence has not quite developed at the pace hoped for. Um, the Bears are developing Justin Fields by essentially not even making him a pro quarterback right now, uh, making him uh, more. They've, they've just abandoned a pro offense to run a college system. Good for them. It's working, you know, but I think that's also been part of it, too. Uh, next, we go to Talk Nerdy to Me, who says, Some days the only thing keeping days together is Built Bar and Christmas. <laughs> First of all, the name Talk Nerdy to Me is clever, right? Don't you like that? It's good. That is, that is quite clever. But uh, um, there's some truth to that, but, you know, I've got a good home life and things of that nature that kind of anchor me. Um, but the spirit of that has some truth to it. There's a little more to it than that, but I'll buy that. Those things are helpful for sure. I'll sell that. There's, Especially with there's, candy cane there's brownie. More. Candy cane brownie. Bill Barr put that back out. That helped. That has helped immensely. Yes. 
Uh, next we go to Brian Johnson. The DC Cinematic Universe will replace the MCU in the next few years. Cavill will not play a woke Superman. The MCU is beyond repair and James Gunn can put the nail in their coffin with DC. I think this is quite possible, actually. Um, Marvel, I mean, just announced this huge slate of films and everything at a convention, what was like a month or two ago? Yeah, I haven't really heard. And, and now they're going to they're gonna redo the whole thing? because of the reactions or lack thereof that they're getting. Um, I, I, think, I think that this is possible. I agree on the Henry Cavill part completely, by the way. Um, I, the, my hesitation is that Marvel is such a built-in brand that it could, that it, that it could absorb some loss and still maintain... It's Titanic status. Does that make sense? Like, for Marvel to lose 20 to 30% of its audience is an incredible amount of people. It would still be left, though, with one of the largest audiences and platforms in all of popular culture. So, I th for that reason, I'm going to say this goes a little too far and sell, even though I agree with a lot of what you're surmising. I have no idea. I, I'm more along this lines. Uh, Green bean casserole. A good friend, yeah, Ma Matthew Peterson, tweeted what I've my sentiment about how there's just way too many uh, grown men in this country that know way more about the lore of fictional universes than they do about what made Western civilization great. Um, as it's amazing as good as those Marvel movies were. I'll, 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 most of their fans would spit in the face and are actively spitting in the face of what those movies actually stood for. Um, I mean, it makes me sad that I can't just comment on this. I can't on just the, the, the level of the movies them, themselves because we were, we were given... We, 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 we talk about this on air and off air. How many of the, the superhero movies gave us... The antidote to our current last five years, if we would just by tapping into a lot yeah. of those Western traditions and lore, we don't pass on. Now they are now you're watching Marvel abandon all of that, and in a lot of cases is suffering as a result. I mean, one of one of the things I love about Wakanda Forever, it is being billed as this matriarchal film. Have you guys seen it yet? By the way, no, no. All right, I'm going to spoil it. Do you care? No, I'm not seeing it. Okay, I'm not seeing any of these. Uh, so, but here's but here's the thing: at the end of the film. When Wakanda has been destroyed, like destroyed, um, T'Challa is dead. The mom is dead. Okay? Uh, I, mean, I mean, Wakanda is essentially now exposed to the entire world. Shuri, who is taking over the Black Panther mon uh, mantle, um, she goes to Haiti. She is called to Haiti by the woman that was T'Challa's uh, love interest in the first film. And at the end of the film, she, she basically, this is how she provides her hope. She introduces her to the son that her and T'Challa had several years ago, uh, that they decided to keep him hidden from the public so he could grow up normally. And so he's growing up in Haiti so that he's away from royalty and things of that nature and could have some form of, 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 of normal childhood before he then accepts the mantle of his father. The hope... So there's this movie where they do this whole matriarchal bent. But at the end of the movie, hope is found in the fact 
the return of the king, basically. Hey, we just got to hold on until this uh, T'Challa Jr. is ready to grow up and the patriarchy returns. So they do this whole two and a half hour film about how the matriarchy is here to save us. And then when when the matriarchy fails, at the end of the movie, hope is found in the fact that the patriarchy might return. What do you do with that? I, I laughed out loud when I saw that in the theater. I laughed out loud. Involuntarily. This is the, this is the redemptive end. That, that the men will return to be in charge and save you again. That's predictable amongst the, um, the woke. But to, to, to have your comfort rely so much upon the ones that were doing it right. That we're, we're doing it without uh, much hypocrisy uh, at all. Unvarnished. What hero, hero, heroism looks like. The, the fans that go to that well and then on their off time can't even be bothered. I mean, I don't... I, the level of contempt I have for that makes... I, it just... I spend my time wishing all of these things. The only reason that doesn't is... I, I mean, I don't want to hurt the people I love the most. And like I said, Steve's a damn unicorn with this stuff. Because pound for pound... It's, I loved yesterday. Here's Steve Dace. Yesterday, you, you said... I mean, it was... Oh, playing the video game. But it was after you went through page by page the entire Four hours Fauci of Anthony Fauci and testimony you, that I went and played Madden football. <laughs> that ain't you guys. I mean, not you, our listeners. Everybody gets mad at me because I'm just talking. But most of the people right now they in this country... They played Madden and never, and never read the Captain Fauci America, testimony. Captain America, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? You won't do a damn thing. You'll do the opposite of what Captain America d- would do. Can I, pr- can I submit a buy, seller hold? Go ahead. Gary Turner just sent me this email. By Siller Hold, he claims Georgia is still a red state, despite the fact both of its U.S. senators are Democrats. Those, there have been, what now, four Senate elections in Georgia? No, three. Two runoffs and a, and a general that have elected these two Democrats. And the one that won last night, is essentially if Louis Farrakhan and Jeremiah Wright had a baby, it would be named Raphael Warnock. How is that a red state? By Seller Hold, though, Gary still maintains his state of Georgia is a red state. Um, so, okay, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I tweeted that today. I, you're better off, hey, Shannon Joy, you're better off in New York or California. Like what? Let's, than, let's, let's not go that far. Than Georgia or Arizona. We're really, this is my point. This, this fake, there's going to be all these fake Captain Americas. More, definitely, are they more red I, in uh, Arizona? Sure. Georgia, sure. To what end? To what end? What does it get you? What are you willing to do? This stuff happens right in your face and you do nothing. So what does it matter to call your state red? Honestly, I, I, you're not worthy of the uniform. I, I do agree that if, if, if you're electing Raphael Warnock in consecutive cycles to the U.S. Senate, you are not a red state, okay? So get out of here with that. And if, 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 you're, if you still get to call yourself that, despite that, then the term has lost all its meaning. I categorically disagree, though, that somebody like Shannon Joy's activism would not bear far more fruit in Georgia than in the complete Mordorian wasteland of New York. I categorically disagree with that. Yeah, I'm just, uh, well, 
I'm not going to entertain that anymore. I, I'm just like, it, we can't be telling people to move to Georgia over New York if this is how Georgia acts. We can't. What's Is there a better chance to uproot one of the one of the communist senators in New York or in Georgia, do you think? I say let's go back to the first half hour. We, we spit this out of our mouth and just say, uh, can we get right with God first? Because well, they ain't okay. any more right with God down there. Okay. If they're electing Warnock, then they are up in New York. I don't necessarily disagree with that either. I know you don't. Okay. That's yeah. why I'm pointing you back to your yeah. own words. I'm, I, I yeah. mean, I... I <sighs> this is garbage. Our, it's our political Here's the thing. calculations I, I are garbage. I didn't even offer up that Georgia was not a red state. We didn't even, we didn't even get into that or yep. anything at all. The idea that you knee jerk yeah. need to defend that. Yeah. Defend what? That, that, uh, you send He's me an unsolicited the, email. Yeah. You knee jerk. Hey, we're still a red state here. Oh, yeah, that, why? Okay. You're not talking why? to me. No, no, I'm talking why? to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? You're not, dude. You're not. But he, But look where his heart and his mind are. Not in your first half hour. 2024, what? Where's the risk board for 2024? How do I move the pieces? People. Have you learned nothing from this election? Nothing? <sighs> Get mad at me if you want, but I don't like what. It's steak versus Cheez-Its. Boy, that's a del- It's It's steak versus the bugs. That's what it is. <laughs> it's steak versus the bugs. And you're choosing the bugs. That is brilliant. No more Cheez-Its. No more Cheez-Its. It's steak versus bugs. Literally. Truth Over Vax says Aaron Judge, a self-proclaimed Christian, could do more to advance the anti-abortion pro-adoption message than any other American, Through uh, though he doesn't seem compelled to do so. I didn't know he was a Christian. I didn't either. I don't know much about him. I, I do know, know he is that. adopted. I know that story was featured quite a bit uh, during the last postseason. I had not heard that. You know? So, I, I mean, I, love- I think it's going so far, it's going too far to say for me to say he's not interested in it because I, I don't know yeah, enough I, to say it. So for that reason, I'm going to sell. I will sell for that reason. But also, even though he's in New York, um, baseball isn't the megaphone it used to be, not even close. I'm not, I think, you know, f- look, Tim Tebow being able to do what he did uh, with his voice as a mediocre football player had to do with he was a mediocre, mediocre pro football fo- player. Mediocre pro yeah. football yeah. player. Because he's probably one of the greatest college football oh, yeah, players yeah, yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I agree. Right. Mediocre I, pro player. I, I love Tim Tebow. Right. I, I, but like, he, you can't, you, he couldn't have done that as Tim Tebow, the baseball player. Foot, football just has this platform uh, ability. I don't, I don't even know if Aaron George, and in New York, I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm not arguing you out of it, Aaron. If you want to do it, I got your back, but I don't know. Uh, you buying or selling that, Steve? You're selling he it? Sold. Yeah, I'm selling it. Josh, I mean, Josh. I just think it goes too far because I don't know enough yeah. to make that kind of a statement. Josh Showers says the moon landing, at the very least, looks suspect. I'm just going to sell. The amount of people that would have had to hold on to this lie... I just don't I just don't view human nature as capable there, of that. There's just about like if this guy said 
can you give me 15 minutes in the car? I'd like to, now I'm just like, sure, let's hear I'd love to see what you got. But I'm like, there is just like, one guy tried to pull this on Buzz Aldrin once. Yes. Oh gosh, yep. I forgot about and that. And Buzz Aldrin, like 75 year old yep. Buzz Aldrin, Buzz yeah. Aldrin punched him in the yep. face. Yes. So yeah, I'm kind of. That. I'm he comes kind of from an era, era where uh, uh, you know men were were men, yeah. and that's how you would respond when you were told to your face that something that you yeah. did, right. you didn't actually do. Right. I'm kind of that mindset, but I'd hear you out. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm selling on that. Brady Krieger says. The pronouns they, them are actually accurate for some of these demons because they are many and are legion. Um, let's, let's try to take this seriously, actually. Yeah, while I, I, while I understand your theological sentiment, I'm going to sell because I don't think under any conditions <laughs> should there be any affirmation of someone's personal pronouns, even by one that's more clever than... Uh, as, as what you're asserting is far more clever and nuanced and introspective and studied than the impulse behind it in general. We should do nothing, nothing to entertain this on any level. If you're in a church that says you should get up and walk out right away and make a scene when you do under no conditions, entertain this insanity period. Don't you, who, who said that, who sent this to us? I've already advanced. Uh, I've already advanced the slide. I can't okay. go back. Um, don't even study it as much as you have. <laughs> don't. Don't even look at it. Don't examine it. Don't study it. It's a desecration. Treat it accordingly at face value. Period. Agreed. Jake Vanek says, with the Veterans Committee vote occurring this past Sunday and Kurt Schilling not getting elected, he won't ever get elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm going to sell. I think he will eventually get elected. I think it might happen posthumously, but I do think, well, I'm biased. provided there is still an America, which I think is on the table uh, long term, um, I, I will sell. I'm buying. He's so obviously a Hall of Famer. And for it, those it, of you that it, don't know, Kurt Schilling is the only Hall of Fame eligible player with over 3,000 strikeouts. That is not in the Hall of Fame. He is the only one. Only he was pitcher. the ace or the co-ace on three World Series teams. I mean... Didn't I see he got a, f- a smaller percentage of, uh, of the vote from the Veterans Committee than he did from the media? That, is that true? That's, well, that, uh, that's, I thought I saw that. And let me. I can double check that. But even... It's like, what the hell, guys? Yeah, this is... These are his former teammates. It's everywhere you turn. The spirit of the age is going to take everything. Absolutely everything. He is, un- there's no ambiguity. And I, I, and I do think that the, the, um, the bar for what it means to be a Hall of Famer seems to have dropped. But whatever the bar is, he clears it. The guy was exactly the definition of an ace pitcher when the bar for that was very very high keep in Much mind he did than, this, this during the steroid yes, era yes even though he was never suspected never used he was up against guys that were juicing the entire time the most offensive driven era in the history of the sport and he could very well be the greatest postseason pitcher in the history oh, yeah. of the sport and and that and then he's got the paul bunyan like the mythical bloody sock thing yeah I mean, it, it's all yeah. there there's no there's no reason 
other than uh, the fact that it has gone totally woke there to keep him out. And that's why you can bank on it. it he's not going to get in unless there's revival. Jerry Davis, buy, sell, or hold this meme. For those of you listening, what uh, we see is a picture of a, a clear glass with what appears to be green tea half full uh, with the words optimist half full, pessimist half empty. 2022, it's P, isn't it? Perfect. We bye. should end it here. Yes, bye. Completely agree. Bye. I love it. That's a great meme. Great, well, great, great place to end it. We'll have bonus buy so they're hold coming up in the overtime later today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash Dace. In the meantime, guys, if you're sensitive about your hair loss, contact our friends over at Keeps. They've got clinically proven, FDA approved hair loss treatments available to you online right now, whether you're looking to prevent hair loss or stimulate hair growth or just take better care of the hair that you already have. Your Keeps medical provider will help you find the right products and then develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works just for you, and it's very easy. No waiting rooms or pharmacy visits. Keeps delivered straight to your door, and at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. That's right, half the cost. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24-7. So if you are ready to take action, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. Visit keeps.com slash grow for 50% off your first order right now. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S. Keeps.com slash grow. One more time, head over to keeps.com slash grow. That was a Jerry. That was Jerry Davis who sent Jerry that. Jerry Davis. That's. I dude, saw that a, a that week or so ago, point. and it made me. Very few things make me laugh out loud. That made me laugh out loud. I mean, that's. That'll preach right there. He knows what time it is. Yeah, he does. So does our final guest of the day, uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. He'll be joining us here momentarily. We've gotten a ton of positive feedback this year about one of our new partners in 2022, Eden Pure's best-selling thunderstorm air purifier. It is filterless, so you won't have to change the filters for months and years on end after the purchase. And it works terrifically. I've had people use it uh, in homes with cigar smoke. People use it in homes with uh, sweaty teenagers and BO and musky smells at cabins and pets and stains in the carpet and smells that wouldn't go away. Uh, it has really gotten a ton of positive reviews from our audience. And if you want to give it a shot right now, uh, you can try it on multiple levels of your home or if you've got a couple of different places, home, home office, you've got a, 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 ca- a cottage, what have you. They come in packs of three and you can get it right now with the code Steve 3 and save 200 bucks. Save 200 bucks on the pack of three and get free shipping. 200 bucks on the pack of three and get free shipping right now when you use the promo code Steve3 when you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Again, head to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code Steve3 for the free shipping and the discount. We welcome in our good friend, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, the one and only Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How you been? We're doing all right. We need our own Eden Pure to uh, uh, defumigate our own movement. What's a movement? Anyway, um, I wanted to do this today. I, so last night, 
I jumped on Twitter and saw a bunch of people, including friends of mine, giving their earnest takes of what the GOP needs to do, blah, blah, blah. And I just put out a tweet. Listen, they're not even going to read, let alone put into practice any of your suggestions. They don't care. They hate you. They're not even reading these. To which Harmeet Dillon, good lady, patriot, all right, um, if there was justice in the world, she would win as RNC chair. There isn't. So she has no shot in my view. But anyway, uh, she's running. God bless her. She's running, trying to do something. And she tweets back at me. I'm reading them. Cool. All right. I appreciate that. So I got up this morning and I thought, you know what? In light of that, I'm a sucker for redemptive causes, man. I just am. So if you're going to try, I mean, I, you know, I think I don't even think this is a fleet of X-wings going to the Death Star. I think it's one X-wing going at the entire Death Star. But if you're going to pilot it, by golly, I'll do my best, you know, to offer support. So I put this Twitter thread up this morning. I want to go through it. I want to get your reaction to it. And then I want to apply it both to the RNC chair battle and the battle over who the next GOP speaker is. Okay. So let's start. Um, Here is my penny advice after 16 years of activism, much of it within the GOP. Number one, that the GOP is mostly a false flag. All right. And so here's why that is important. Because to truly conquer it, you have to treat it as such. Only hostile takeovers will do. It is not your friend and it's rarely even an ally. Access-based glad handing won't work. This is a leverage game. All politics is basically a leverage game. This is how Trump beat the GOP in 2016. He had nothing to lose. They couldn't buy him off. Uh, So he went for broke. He engaged in a hostile takeover. This is why the party is bending over right now for Ron DeSantis. He has the leverage to walk in and conquer it with a snap of a finger because of what he did in Florida. And so now all these trolls are now, now they're all, you know, scurrying, trying to, to line up their survival spots before the, the music stops playing and they're left without a place at the RNC. You cannot relationally interwork within the GOP. Uh, because two truly cannot walk arm in arm unless they see eye to eye and this party really isn't aligned with us. Every time we try, we try, we get co-opted. We sell out for a seat at the table. You must storm the Bastille, not negotiate with it. So then you're either Napoleon, that's Trump in this morality play, who emerges from the victorious revolution, or you're Julius Caesar, That's Ron DeSantis in this morality play, whom they have to give the key to the city to because they know he can and will and has saved the city. There is no other option here. To put it simply, the GOP cake is already baked. You have to change the recipe. To do this any other way is really a fool's errand, no matter how well-intentioned you may be. What are your thoughts on that in general? Steve, now how do you convince our colleagues of that? I mean, th- that is probably your best Twitter thread ever. It literally echoes. It's like we're thinking in the same along the same lines. The title of my show today, my podcast, treat the GOP like a wayward slave, not a master. And that's the point. It's all that. They've created this false dichotomy that it's either but the Democrats, the Democrats win, or you have to start a new party immediately that doesn't exist. So, well, therefore, you just have to help the GOP carry water uh, or carry water for them so they defeat the Democrats. There is an advantage, and it ha- makes a strategic difference, to you might vote for them sometimes and consider yourself one sometimes, but you recognize they are a false flag. 
They are a controlled opposition, albeit with a nuance that they do need your support because the Democrats already gobbled up the voters that the GOP really wants and they can't get. So this all boils down to one thing. Nothing will ever change until we we change this one thing, and that is shooting the hostage of but the Democrats. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to say we are on our own side, which is attempting to be on the side of God. We are going to use our leverage and demand that they get on our side, not that we get on their plantation. And that means we try to reform primaries to conventions in, in as many states as we can. Where there's primaries that we feel we could win, you could win them. Where we could run fresh independent candidates in a general election, you do that. More often, you get involved in the speaker's election. You get involved in the West Virginia speaker's election, which nobody did. So the Rhino won uh, two days ago there. You get involved on the issues that matter at the time they matter and the way they, they matter. You don't treat them like a friend. Oh, please, how could I help you? I want to help you. Should I go ballot harvesting on your behalf? No, no, no. It's very simple. You work for us, buddy. We're not going to vote for you unless we get what we want, which is exactly what the establishment did to Doug Mastriano. We need to do back to them. Um, we don't trust you. And every Republican member of every body, of every executive branch, every policy that emanates in a red state, you audit it. And the starting position is unless we see they're affirmatively on our side, they're not on our side, and we're going to beat them into submission to make them be on our side, or that would create the market for gradually creating that new party, which would easily flow, and not just for the conservative base, but really would appeal to a lot of independents as well. But the problem is, Steve, again, it takes – in order for that to work – it, my strategy is not, oh, let the Democrat win or not care about the Republican not winning, but it does have to be a portion of it. The minute you say that I am terrified of the Republican not winning any given point, whoever it is, you're done. And they know it. And that's what Mitch McConnell said um, about the gay marriage stuff when Ted Cruz brought it up in conference. Ted was like, look, you know, they're not going to, the evangelicals aren't going to vote for us. And he laughed at it. And he's not wrong. I would say that there's marginal voters that aren't interested in voting that could be brought out if we gave them an exciting, uh, exciting agenda. But the typical reliable level, whatever they call them, level four, level five Republican voters, they will always turn out. And they are turning out. It's it's the Ross Perot kind of voters that we need to get to win that we're not getting or some of them um, and some of the independents. But the Republican base, they are turning out and they always will. And therein lies the problem. You have to be willing to say never rhino. And Steve, one more thing to tie it back into the speaker's fight. This is why Kevin McCarthy so brilliantly lied and made this a scenario of, hey, if you don't vote for me, a Democrat might be speaker because he knows that that is the kryptonite and it works like a charm where all the conservative talkers are now, yeah, we need a McCarthy because the Democrats might become speaker without him. That is, in, until we move on from that, nothing else matters. 
you brought up the speaker. Let's you've already applied it to the speaker. Let's have a, a more in-depth discussion about that for a couple of minutes. Andy Biggs has announced that he is going to challenge Kevin McCarthy. I looked at uh, your website, Conservative Review, the latest Liberty score. Kevin McCarthy, I think, has a 56 percent Liberty score. Andy Biggs has 100. Now, I'm, I mean, I'm being told by people that have endorsed my books that he is a rhino. I've never met Andy yeah. Biggs. I don't know anything about him. Is there is there something wrong with your Liberty score because he's at 100 percent? I don't. I mean, I'm not great at math. I don't believe, though, that's a rhino. Am I missing something? Well, I think the problem with Andy Biggs is that um, he doesn't support uh, a circuitous money laundering operation for Zelensky in Ukraine, and he doesn't support Pfizer. And he was actually one of the early people to probably really the first person to write an op-ed, by the way, calling on Fauci and Burks to resign. I believe he is the first person earlier in 2020. I think it was in the Washington Examiner. Um, but that's that's a problem because, you know, warp speed. That's number one. Trump endorsed McCarthy. So how do you say otherwise? And Zelensky, because, you know, Reagan fought the Soviet Union. So, you know, kind of adds up. I don't know. I don't know, Steve, but, but but here's what I do know. I'm bothered more by the reaction to McCarthy than McCarthy himself. I didn't even care until now because, you know, my opinion is I think we need to run uh, Lisa Murkowski for president. And I because, you know, the federal government is completely broken and I want people to see it blatantly. And we need a national divorce and just create a couple of states where we could live out our lives in liberty. But what scared me was. The ability of McCarthy to buy off relationships and get conservatives not just to not be a bulwark, to stand down from being a bulwark against bad ideas from the GOP establishment, but serving as a conduit for McCarthy to tell us that the piss on our legs is really water. It's not just about the speaker's fight. So he becomes speaker. But then when we have a garbage budget bill or a garbage piece of legislation, the same coalition is going to be around and say, this is the best we can get. It's a narrow majority. Are you going to help the – you're helping the Democrats win. I'm telling you, this is the road to hell. And unlike Ryan and Boehner, McCarthy worked very diligently to build these relationships. Oh, he I know. I used to work at a network that wanted me to have weekly teleconferences with him to get briefed on talking points, which I didn't <laughs> never ever showed up for, actually. So, yeah, I I, I hear you. And, and and that is the problem that the concern – the problem is not the GOP. I understand the GOP. The problem is what has broadly been, been considered the last number of decades, the conservative movement. They love carrying water for those who cheat on them. OK, they, they, they come in. Uh, the husband is in bed with another, I'd say, woman, but in this case, man. And they're like, hey, you want a nice cold beer from the fridge? That's what they're like. Um, but let me just say. So, so is the, it basically the, yeah. is it basically that a lot of our big name colleagues that are backing McCarthy while saying the same things about McConnell that you and I have been saying for more than 10 years? Is it just as simple, even though they're basically the same guy, that Trump is for McCarthy and not for McConnell? And so that's why it's OK to criticize McConnell and not McCarthy. Is it any more craven than obvious than that? Yes, but it's that represents a broader thing that that McCarthy is much more artful about it. In effect, I actually admire McConnell. He's honest. He doesn't pander. He's like, screw that. You guys suck. Here's what we're doing. And he really doesn't change his message. Um, whereas McCarthy will play games because he doesn't want to wind up the way Boehner did. So he understands that. Um, but, but let me just say this. 
I will say that McCarthy did two things. Now, whether they're enduring or not, I don't know. But he said, we're not passing an NDAA until the vax mandate goes off the military. Like that, it went off. Mm -hmm. Now, it's too little too late because that should have been done a year ago when most members were you know, on the hook. Now, most either were fired or got the shots. And now it's more about vaccine injury, which he refuses to investigate. And it's not on his list. Um, and then the omnibus, he finally said, you know what, we should kick it into next year so a GOP majority does it. That wouldn't have been done without Andy Biggs picking the fight. This is the point. It shows you how easy it is if you stay focused. So it's the thread I just put out. A lot of our big-name colleagues, it's access-based. This is my buddy, it's or they, they speak at my event, or they endorse my stuff, or they come on my show. And so it's access-based yes. and not leverage-based. And that's why, and right now, House Freedom Caucus people, our buddy Chip Roy, Andy Biggs, you have leverage They're with trash. McCarthy, so you're pushing him. You're pushing him in directions that we probably could have pushed him all along if we actually practiced the leverage-based game, if too. Is that what you're saying? we practiced that. Yeah. The Bastille, that was your analogy, and I think it perfectly encapsulates that. You can't make relationships because the relationships do nothing but changing you, yeah. not them. Blunt force trauma, heroes, zeros, naming and shaming. This is what they're doing. You red pill our base. That's the best you can do. Multiple strategies, and, and I've laid that out, but this is not working. And by the way, just so you know, if the litmus test is – Convention of the States, support for Ukraine and warp speed, then 99% of your best conservatives in any legislative bodies, I guess, are terrible people. I mean, Thomas Massey violently opposes the Convention of the States. I support it strategically, although I think the time has passed and, you know, it's it's too little too late. We need something much bigger. We're never going to get 38 states anyway. I don't think we need 38 states to support autonomy for one, two, five, or 10 states that want to do the right thing and not be under the Fourth Reich. Um, but but again, I mean, this is silly hour. And and Steve, it's it's all relationships. And, and, and I've stayed away from those relationships so I could be an honest broker. Thank you for joining us, brother. Good to see you. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Thoughts on the conversation we just had with Daniel? I... It never ceases to send some version of a shiver down my spine when he or anybody else says, even when I say it, I, I, my preference would actually be to run the worst possible candidate possible so this all uh, falls apart and we have national divorce. It's that that is actually perhaps the most patriotic instinct you can have as a child of the 80s growing up in America, Steve. It's, it's mind-blowing. Aaron? Mind-blowing. I come to expect the GOP to be disappointing at best, uh, conniving in the middle, and just treacherous at worst. I'm still, I'm still, though, uh, astounded. Astounded in a way like when you pass by roadkill on the side of the road. Ugh, yuck. I'm still. I still find myself with the, the the depths to which this party and the leadership will sink. But I kind of have to agree with Daniel. There is a respect. There's a respect for Mitch McConnell, which he doesn't. He doesn't really make his. He doesn't really try to hide his contempt for people like you and I. And I I have to respect that. It's the people who look you in the eye and tell you one thing and then knife you the next day. Those are the bigger problems. And um, at this point, 
at this point, as you said, I think to open the show, and maybe this is a nice dovetail here, the GOP, I think, as a national brand, um, as you said, Steve, is just broken in isolated incidents, isolated spots. It's a vehicle to maybe get something done, but no more, no, no less. Listen, I'm a vocal advocate of the Convention of States. I've spoken around the country on behalf of it. I also, though, don't think taking a guy that has a 100% conservative review score and throwing him aside as a rhino because of his opposition to it is a good strategy or even, frankly, intellectually honest. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.